0: It's not impossible to teach comedy, apply Bloom's taxonomy and six levels of progress and build a lesson plan and, you know, find a way to have students demonstrate mastery on a skill. It's not that hard. It's just like, you know, one could say, how can you teach physics?
1: Welcome to episode 33 of the Online Course Guy podcast. I'm Jacques Hopkins, the Online Course Guy, and this is the show where we show you how to turn your hobby or passion into a profitable online course. I was able to do just that, and now I'm proud to say that after being an engineer for eight years, I support my family just from the income from my online piano course. And today on the show, I was joined by somebody else with a completely different hobby, completely different niche, who also has a profitable, successful online course in the area of stand-up comedy and just comedy in general. So I was joined by Chuck who has been teaching in person and online for several years now. And today in the episode, we talked about the challenges that Chuck faces in his niche and what prompted him to create his own online course. We talked about some interesting thoughts that Chuck shared on keeping course resources accessible for international students. And what Chuck would do differently if he started his course from str- from scratch today? So it was great to meet Chuck and sit down with him and talk online courses. And you're about to hear that interview right now. Hi, Chuck. Welcome to the show. Uh, hello. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Um, I know you've got a lot of things going on. It's not uh, an online course isn't the only thing that, that you do. Uh, but obviously, we're going to focus in mostly on the online course. So to get started, can you just kind of walk take me back to the time when you first got your idea for the online course?
0: Uh, sure. Uh, I teach comedy at the community college of Denver and uh, the uh, day I started teaching, I had a movie come out called Ralphie May filthy animal tour. I was uh knee deep in touring to sort of support the film. And uh, every time I got back to the college, uh, I noticed uh, when I'd log into the learning management system, there was this little red light flashing. Um, and the red light meant I was behind on uh, an online course that all faculty were enrolled in. Uh, it was an effective teaching course and um, it magically answered a lot of the questions I had about how to teach. And uh, from that course, I took a course in basic online course design. Um, and began designing learning videos and such Uh, and then uh, advanced online course design was next and uh, a discovery that I'm a teacher nerd and now I'm a member of the online peer review uh, committee so uh, it's faculty uh, that review other faculty's online courses and offer suggestions for improvement and such so Uh, In four years, I've gone from uh, not having any sort of clue about online teaching to uh, I now have my own private school, comedy101.chuckroy.com, and uh, there's a series of online classes that I'm attempting to build. Uh, You know, comedians are not... My best students are comedians that have taken an online class before. Uh, Other comedians are just a little lost on how online learning works and, you know i think it'll take time for people to catch on
1: so are you are you teaching an online course through the community college as well as your own online course
0: uh not to the community college yet uh my dean it, it had asked me to look into it and uh um i think uh you know academics is like a big old cruise ship it takes a a long time to get things sort of moving in an order. Uh, I don't have a master's degree, so it makes it very difficult for, uh, me to add new courses or teach new courses. Um, so the fastest way for me to apply the ideas and concepts of online learning was to build my own online school and, uh, offer, uh, first I tried an introduction to comedy class. And that was sort of a hybrid and online course where uh, the graduation was a, a comedy show. And then uh, currently I'm having success with just say Monday night workshops where uh, we get together and I have sort of cherry picked a series of topics that I think comedians were most interested in. And we actually use Zoom uh, and video conferencing tools to get people together and write jokes and um discuss uh, different topics. Uh, For instance, later on tonight, we'll work on our electronic press kits, which I think this will be the biggest benefit of online collaboration and training. Uh, Nobody likes writing their own bio. And when you write your own bio, it sounds like you wrote your own bio. So if we can work together uh, to help each other write a better bio, it might not sound like it was uh, self-written, might be more engaging and effective.
1: So I want to make sure I'm understanding your background. You were saying about four years ago, you were teaching at the community college, and that's when you got the idea to make your own online course, about four years ago?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been a standard comedian since 1992. Uh, I flunked out of college, Uh, you know, was drinking my way out of the closet and then found my way onto the comedy stages. And uh, I've never really wanted to do much else. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed a wonderful career as a stand-up comedian. Uh, and uh, in the past I've been offered or asked to teach and more often than not, it was from people who didn't want to pay me any more to tell jokes you know so they were like well you can make money teaching and i was like you can also give me a pay raise because you're making plenty of money on your end and so uh i've never really wanted to you know be like the private coaching or work comedy workshop guy um, until the job was offered to me to teach the comedy class at the college Uh the college handles all the other parts that uh, i felt it would be questionable in ethics. Uh, the students register for the class. I have nothing to do with registration. Um, I have peers that are educators that watch my class, my bosses are have their doctorates and master's degrees. Um, they're all artists and they, you know, review what I'm up to. And I get a lot of, uh, you you know every year my class is audited or you know inspected to find out am I doing the job and uh, I don't think that was going to happen if I had a private comedy workshop say in 2008 or 2012 uh, I think it, a lot of it had to do with the college you know being set up the way it is and uh, those academic you know I have to follow academic guidelines it's it's great.
1: So you mentioned the um, the basic online course, course that you took, and then you took a more advanced one. Mm-hmm. Was that shortly, when you took that basic version, was that shortly after you got the idea, or did you kind of try to do it on your own first and notice it was hard, and then look for some resources to help you?
0: No, uh, I think one sort of uh, inspired the other. The basic, like, like the effective teaching course really had me wondering how, could I teach online? And then I continue to work with the Teacher Learning Center at the Community College of Denver. Um, there's an instructor there named Jen Ferguson. I am the leader of the Jen Ferguson fan club. Um, I think she's great. And she, uh, you know, coaches me an awful lot and how I can do better at online design. Uh, she taught an awful lot so by simple methods like narrating a PowerPoint video. And that would be. Great! I could come home from a show, a tour uh, or a day of teaching and then check into my online class and have some dinner and throw on a YouTube video, her YouTube video before I got into the reading or before I got into the online discussion. And the YouTube video would sort of walk me through what I was about to take a deep dive in. And I wanted to create those kinds of YouTube videos. Uh, for our students at the college, and uh, for comedians in general, uh, there are some great comedy writing books out there, and a few books about stand-up comedy. Um, most of my peers, and we're talking everybody from you know the late Ralph May, to you know I've worked with Wanda Sykes, Kathleen Madigan, Brian Regan, Dave Chappelle. I started with Bill Burr, uh, Dan Cook, uh, Patrice O'Neill, and I don't remember any one of those people ever referencing an outstanding book for what to do about getting a gig or how to handle your show business. And a majority of the books, say at Barnes and Noble, about stand-up comedy are written by the you know something you could call the who's who of who. I, I don't know who they are, and I haven't encountered them in comedy clubs. So, you know, there's not a lot of information out there that will point an aspiring stand-up comedian to, you know, the basic premise of how to be original, how to distinguish yourself. And those are, you know, some of the biggest undefined goals in stand-up comedy. You want to be original, and more importantly, you want your original take on humor to distinguish yourself from every other comedian out there which is quite the challenge, but um, I, I like being
1: able to teach it. So these, these things that you're mentioning now are some of the foundational th- things that are in your comedy one one course.
0: Yeah. They, uh, uh, we discuss an awful lot, like how to distinguish your comedy from other people. Um, a lot of that comes from me doing the teacher nerdy type stuff of writing a program outcome, uh, trying to build effective lesson plans and, you know, analyze business cases and figure out what is the best academic solution so for instance tonight i'll teach an electronic press kit that that electronic press kit class and it it comes from the request of a lot of comedy show producers Um, if you are producing a comedy show and you send out basic instructions to your cast of comedians saying you need a short bio one paragraph a photo and a link to some videos uh, what you'll get back is an array of photos many of them that won't be professional or work for a press release or something Um, you can get six paragraph bios all the way down to three bullet points and it's just you know while sure it can be the end users fault for not following directions I think it has more to do with, there's no precedent in comedy and really not a lot of, say, available policy or instruction or guidelines. So th- th- there is nothing you can turn to and say like, oh yeah, this is how to write my bio or what the bio is for, or why one paragraph might be exactly what the producer is asking for, uh, and you know wh- what the benefits are, so.
1: So looking back, four years ago when you first got the idea for your own online course, is there anything you would have done differently?
0: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I probably would have gotten my master's degree a long time ago had I known this was going to be the path. Um, And, uh, you you know, I I might've even say partnered with a WordPress expert. Um, the, The, doing all of the coding and such can take some time. And then uh, I might've also just started smaller. Uh, uh, the But it, it's, it doesn't seem possible. Uh, the whole field of standup comedy is, you know, kind of in need of some sort of text or not necessarily a doctrine, but some ideas that are, put out there in public in a written format so that and in plain communication uh, I get word from comedians as far as Nigeria and India about my videos and um, I know that some people are you know having to use translation tools to understand what I'm talking about so uh, you know I'd like I wish I could have started simpler but uh, it's not that simple there's there's so much to cover uh, you, you, from ground from like day one. Uh, you know, so I, I do my best and, you know, try to, it's like I also want to maintain being an extremely funny comedian. So, you know, I've got to hit the clubs and do my shows and write new material as much as any other comedian and then get back and write some lesson plans. And then, you know, crack open my own books. Uh, I'm, enrolled in school to try and get my degrees so that I can teach so you know I can spend a day going from algebra to today I'm just starting a business law course and uh, I got murdered by business statistics so I had to drop and we'll try that again another semester And you know I think that's enough for some people. Uh, and that here I am in sort of three different worlds, trying to get it all done.
1: Right. So I don't understand the comments about the master's degree though, because from my perspective, one of the main advantages of having your own online course is like you don't have a boss or anything like you're creating this thing to hopefully help other people. You know, in my perspective, like what I do is I teach piano online. I have an online piano course. And before I made that five years ago, Like My dirty little secret is that I had never taught a single person how to play piano in person before that. I just knew I had kind of my own way of playing. I started putting things out there, and it got some traction. And to me, like the results that people get are the only credentials you need. So why do you feel like you would need a master's degree to have an online course?
0: I think to have a better understanding of teaching methodology. And uh, if I wanted to... Like I would have wanted a master's in something like, ed- like entertainment management or entrepreneurialism. Uh, you, I've got the art of comedy mastered. I, I've taken some extremely difficult topics and absolutely distinguished myself to the point where leaders in the industry can identify that's a Chuck Roy joke. Uh, um, but um, to uh, – you know, be able to explain the benefits of a contract. Um, I, I mean, I get crushed in discussions with professional comedians that um, all they have on their side is fear and like a, a absolute, like lack of authority. Uh, but they can quote anything. They sort of can use hyperbole to say, well, I thought business was like this, or I thought business was like that. And uh, as I take these business courses, um, it helps me, discover no there. you know there's there's some actual written words out there where you can you know so like you have the the ability to say source you know an educated document or, or a book and be able to back up what your premise of what you're saying with you know a real academic credential or source and so I, I think that's the thing that will help me conquer the naysayers is, uh, uh, you know, having that authority of, uh, like you you know, if you, you can have your opinions as, as, of whatever you want uh, about business law or communication, but I'd I'd prefer to have, say, you know, accomplished some classes, completed some projects, and you know, received some grades and, and you know, been able to demonstrate mastery in the you know competencies like what is a contract and such as opposed to you know I literally have spent years trying to do productions uh like YouTube shows and such and my partners would tear up contracts my partners would say yeah we'll do a business plan one day and then we get to the you know months in and I've I've actually heard comedians say out loud No real business starts with a business plan. And you just go, that's, I mean, that can't be true. It's just not true And to be able to have academic sources where you can go, this isn't just my theory. Here's six different books that'll tell you many most successful businesses have a business plan. Uh, You know, uh, that's why I feel like having, you know, a master's previously would have given me much more authority to jump in on this class. Yeah,
1: I, I understand better now. I, I, for some reason, I was thinking more training in the in the in the area that you're trying to teach. In your case, comedy, right? But it's actually uh, your motivation is more of the business side of things. So learn more about that because you are teaching some business stuff to as- comedians and aspiring comedians, right?
0: Yeah, and that's you know, uh, to to your point, there is no degree in comedy anywhere so that's why i'm allowed to teach off of a presidential exception and you know uh i don't mind to brag it's like since 1998 i've had a fantastic quote from tv guide about how i almost stole the show when doing a little guest spot on third rock from the sun and the guest star was kathy bates an academy award winner you have john lithgow in every scene with me and kathy bates jane Curtin is on the show she's a saturday night live original Um, my comedy credentials go way back. I studied at Will & Grace, not only did I appear on the show, but my work ethic was to go there as often as they would allow me to study what, you know, was happening in the art. Uh, I was a warm-up act for Craig Kilbourne. He once referred to me as a scientist with the audience. Um, I moved from Los Angeles here to Denver, wanted to work at Red Rocks Amphitheater. I did 10 years there as host of the film in the rocks. Um, But in in contrast, uh, the management company behind that gig and the local comedy club were people who said, uh, you know, comedians don't get paid, you can't get a raise. uh, These are common business practices. And you go, they're not common business practices. Uh, The common business practice is to outline a, a pay schedule for 10 years, like, when I got the job at the college, that's what they did. Uh, raises are normal in business, especially for someone who's talented. And you know, I I, I feel like had I had my business degree or even an MBA, I, I would have been a, a, in a better position to look at my agents and say, like you're, you, you know, this this throwing darts against the board method you're using is ridiculous, and you know, try to define a better term or or better business practices
1: yeah so chuck let's talk about marketing a little bit okay Um, so what is the main way if there is one um, that people find your stuff and specifically your online course how do people find your comedy one-on-one course
0: well i think so far it's word of mouth um i'm still you know like new at the process and trying to like trying to get great at it before i you know, put it out there. So, it, uh, I do, I have a Facebook page and I put some posts out there. Um, I'll use Facebook, uh, group posts. So posting on, uh, comic groups. And then, uh, I think m- most of all, uh, it's word of mouth, uh, comedians, there is a thing in standup comedy, like taking a class will somehow ruin your act. And I think that has a lot to do with uh, over 20 years, the amount of comed I- I've seen one legendary comedian, Louis Anderson, offer a course. And even when he did, um, the cool squad, including comedians like Doug Stanhope, just went after him. Uh, the blog posts are out there. The podcasts are out there where people are like, how can you teach comedy? It's impossible to teach comedy. And to... Go back to the benefits of having a master's or education. Um, it's not impossible to teach comedy. Apply Bloom's taxonomy and six levels of progress and build a lesson plan, and you know, find a way to have students demonstrate mastery on a skill. It's not that hard. It's just like, you know, one could say, how can you teach physics? And I think a physics professor could also meet me halfway and say, yeah, Bloom's taxonomy is one hell of a way to, you know, solve a, a lesson plan and, you know, define a learning path on a particular topic. So,
1: so what advice would you have for somebody that's got a passion about something like you have with comedy? They have a passion about something else and they're thinking about taking that thing and turning it into an online course and teaching others that thing. What advice do you have for that person?
0: Check Udemy. Uh I I probably would do better if I published my courses under Udemy and I'm, I I don't know how you exactly pronounce it, but looking at it again and wondering uh, if I might shift some of my upcoming courses to the summer so I can take some time to write a a series of Udemy courses. Uh, They're online guides for help. Uh, speak to a person who's never you know taught uh and they they certainly give a lot of guidelines and advice on how to build your class and i don't remember reading too many talking points in their material that made me go like this is bullshit you know i thought they were pretty legitimate um so i would investigate you know udemy and how to teach an online course um and then uh, I would also try to find some sort of a manual or, you know, anything like uh, it, it, there are other teaching methods other than using Bloom's taxonomy, but it, you might want to have an understanding of what, it, you know, a professor or a teacher is talking about when they say Bloom's taxonomy and what they're doing with it and how to intelligently build a lesson plan, uh, not just for your own benefit, but for the student learning or your your customer in the in a case uh, like at my comedy 101 site i don't refer to them as students i refer to them as members it it started you know with the concept of students but has grown into the idea of a professional development training area and that's you know because the, the smallest percentage of customers would be people trying to get into comedy the biggest and best and most useful customers would be comedians are trying to learn how to build skills so for example if you don't have an electronic press kit being able to work with a group of other comedians and hear from producers and promoters like what they want out of your electronic press kit i think it has a lot of benefits for comedians and you, you, you know that's my goal is try and create those types of materials where a working professional or a person with a day job that's trying to build the skills so they can quit that day job. They can find, you know, actual material that they can copy, reference, read, and be able to point to others as a discussion point and say, well, I thought it was this way.
1: Okay. So Chuck, um, I think that's going to about do it. I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your story and your experience and your advice. Um, so why don't we close this way? If you, if there's anything else that you want to share with the audience and also let people know where you, they can find you online.
0: Oh, sure. Uh, the website is comedy101.chuckroy.com. You can email me at chuck at chuckroy.com and just please reference this podcast so I can give credit to where credit is due. And you know, if you're thinking about putting out an online course, uh, especially if you have an expertise, in something that is not covered so well by the world of academia, then by all means, please get it out there and consider that you have a global audience of people. Um, Think uh, about people on a technology spectrum. Uh, Folks in Nigeria don't have as much access to bandwidth, uh, so they prefer things like podcasts as opposed to videos, uh, blog posts that they can download and read so, uh, and try to remember an international audience. They might be using tools like Google uh, Translate in order to you know, have a better understanding of your material. Thanks, Chuck. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you,
1: Jacques. And thanks again to Mr. Chuck Roy for joining me on today's episode. And if you want to start your own profitable online course based on your hobby or passion, I've got a free resource waiting for you that's just perfect for those of you getting started here. It's the eight steps to turning your hobby or passion into a profitable online course. And I look forward to seeing you go and download that and go through it and working with you on your own profitable online course. And to get that, you just head over to the and we will see you on the next episode.